Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could be with us as well. We're excited to welcome back to our broadcast today author Tracy O'Neill Horton. If the name sounds familiar, I've had some great conversations with Tracy about her book K3 on this broadcast in a lot of different ways. We're going to talk to her not only about what it's been like for her to continue to reintroduce K3 to readers, but also the very timely issues that she addresses in the book that her character is able to grapple with that I think all of us can relate to as well. If you all are just now finding out about the book, we will let you know how to get your own copy of it and stay connected with Tracy, too. Tracy, always a pleasure. Glad to have you back on Conversations Live. Well, thank you so much, and it's always nice to speak with you. Yeah. So, Tracy, I think a great way for us to start this conversation, talking about getting new readers, we have a fellow Mississippian, Felicia Brickin, someone who actually was introduced to you on our Amazon Live broadcast. I don't know if you initially remember that's where she discovered you. Uh, she then got your book, K3, as well. And then, of course, um, she was talking about her experience recently. What has it been like for you to continue to reintroduce this book to readers around the world? Well, it's just wonderful, especially because of, of people like Felicia, who who read the book and she gave me a great review. And, you know, she hit on things that other people didn't when they gave their reviews. So I keep getting different perspectives of what people feel about K3. Yeah. So let's, let's go back, Tracy, because I think for those who, who have not kind of followed it, um, they they have not – um, really understood the journey to how you got here. So talk to okay. us about how, where the idea initially came from for K3 when you first came up with the idea. Uh, well, in the 90s, um, there was the Rodney King saga, and uh, and then the, um, the riots that ensued, and uh, there was a fellow, I don't remember the actual man's name now, he was dragged to his death a black man dragged to his mm-hmm. death by um, some kids in a truck and other just really bad stories and um, racism and how it affects our society. And, and my kids at the time were little, and I just worried about the world they were growing up in. So I just, you know, took pen to paper and started writing about K3 and and what possible outcomes might be if, if if the country continues on its course and things don't change. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that that whole what is scenario is something that a lot of people can definitely relate to. Could you have imagined for one thing, Tracy, that it would take you so long to write the book? <laughs> but also uh, that you would be able to have the conversations that you have. Well, there was a lot of hurdles in my way, and um, I stopped writing and uh, decided, you know, a few times I've got to get back to it, and I would reread what I wrote and, and write more or change things, and uh, K3 evolved into something that I didn't really expect. Like one morning I woke up and said, 
River. His name was going to be River, but, you know, who's River? I had to adapt him into the story. And I, I think that um, the, the two characters, characters, Michaela and River, as they mm-hmm. get together meet each other, they really help the story evolve. Um, but some people don't understand that you have to really take the time and think about your story and what you want it to do and how it will impact the reader. Yeah, that is such a great point. And to that point then, Tracy, that says a lot about the other aspect of this book, because this book is not linear. And what for our audience, what I mean by that is, it's not just one timeline, it's not just um, one set of situations. There are several things that kind of happen in K3. Did you know going into it, uh, Tracy, that you were going to include some things that were ripped from the headlines, but other that were more on the, you know, the, more on the sci-fi range even. I didn't, actually. I um, I had what I thought was the story written, like back in 1992 or 90, no, excuse me, 98, and mm-hmm. my husband said, this is, you know, just a shell of have been able to do just that and to be able to evolve and really flesh out these characters that we're able to meet. I mean, there are so many characters that come to mind. You have Mike, you have Molly, as you mentioned, you know, you have yeah. River, Michaela. I mean, so many of these characters we get to know that they actually become real for us. So let's talk about, for a moment, River and Michaela, because they, okay. they're, again, they're a, a great example of not only opposites attracting, in a sense, um, but also mm-hmm. the idea of being able to achieve things together. And that, to me, is a big irony of K3. The, this book is about separation, but it also is about unity. So talk to us about Michaela and River, how they kind of came to you, and what it was like for you writing their stories. Um, well, I initially I thought it has to be something like forbidden love. And, and it, it is. They were never supposed to meet never get together, um, two very different people, but they had many things in common, like they are very disciplined, they they um, like to exercise, they are truthful and honest and loyal people. Um, Michaela has her dog and, and, and River has his wolf, and they had so many similarities that it's not surprising that they get together and fall in love and they develop a wonderful love story together. And then um, their canines do the same. They, they get together and, and they have their own little pups and, and start their own family. But the love that you feel with these two people, is, it's just wonderful. I, I feel so happy to have written this story and people talk to me about how much they love River and Michaela. 
Yeah, and I think that is just one aspect of the story, something we're able to see really come together in the latter part of the book. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're speaking again with author Tracy O'Neill Horton. We're kind of taking a different approach to her book, K3, that literally was years in the making. But it's a book that's available now. You all can get it uh, both in paperback as well as a Kindle edition of the book. The book is actually on sale right now on Amazon, so you all can take advantage of that. And get your copy of the paperback. So I want to talk about what that's been like for you, uh, Tracy, because, you know, among other things in your life, you are a published author. Has that been an easy thing for you to embrace? Yes, because it's something I've always wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. I've been writing since I was a kid. I, You know, I would enter contests and, uh, you know, things in school, and I was always winning, and uh, I love to read. And so I like to write. Um, I like stories that will jump off the page and let you use your imagination and see the story in your mind. And I, and I really feel that's what K3 does. I can picture the characters, and they've all become very endearing. And I love them all, even the bad guys. I love them because they they evolved so well in the book. Yeah. And I think, too, it, it goes to show a lot of different things, whether we're talking about, you know, um, President Westmoreland uh, or we're talking about those who are looking to try to show that people can exist together. I want to talk about what it's like for you now, looking at the world that we live in, Tracy, in 2024, I mean, decades away from when you first came up with this idea. What has it been like for you to see how the very themes in your book are, are really things that we're seeing play out today. Isn't that amazing? I mean, history repeats itself in such a bad way. I mean, mm-hmm. the same things keep happening over and over again, and it's like we we don't learn. But if someone to, were to read K3 and say, you know, this is believable uh, because these things did happen, that makes it scary. And this, you know, this could really happen. Maybe if they read the book and realized that, then maybe things would change. Yeah, you know, you just never know. And, and I, I think we're going to see this for years to come. That's just K three keeps repeating itself in real life. Yeah. yeah. I think that that is such a a great thing. Um, I I think, you know, for a lot of people, uh, you know, as they kind of read the book, I thought about something I had not shared with our audience before in Chapter 30 of the book. And it's something that is aspirational, um, but it's also something that I think is so powerful as well. I want to actually read this. Um, Tracy. Again, it's in Chapter 30 for those who have their copy uh, of the book. Um, it's on pages 40, uh, 482 and 483, and this is, is what it says. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Then to go on to say this, and I think this is a word that we all know to be familiar, I've had a dream that one day every valley shall be exhausted, uh, exalted, every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, 
to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. I want to talk about those words because they're very powerful. There are things I think that a lot of people can read and say, you know what, they have a lot of resonance for us today. What do you want readers to know as they kind of think about the world today and think about those words, Tracy? Remember what our country is based on. Our, pay, our country is based on, on equality and, and treating people with dignity. That's what I want people to get from this book. Um, I think you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what the Constitution stands for. And then then the Emancipation Proclamation, treat people like people. And the reason why I wanted to share that is because of the conversation that took place around it between Alex, Lexi, and Elena. Because here's the thing that may be surprising to our readers out there, to our listeners out there, Tracy. Alex had no idea who Martin Luther King was. And I thought about that today when we think about what's happening with history, what what, what is happening with the way that people are not knowing the past, you know, and this is we're not talking about a very distant past, you know, the the you know, the the sixties and seventies and, you know, even of course, you know, what I've been able to see in my lifetime. Talk to us about that, about the importance of history, because as you said, you said something very interesting there, Tracy, that you know, if people if people thought about these things, maybe they would make different decisions. But how important has history yeah. been for you? Um when you stop to think about it, these girls are like 300 years in the future, and mm-hmm. they don't know that the world as you and I know it has been erased, totally erased. It's, um, and no one had better talk about it or they are going to be killed or they're going to have a loved one killed. So people are forced to adapt to this new reality. And every time I see... Um, Confederate statues or Confederate schools or names of schools being changed because people don't like it. And I understand. I mean, that was all a bad thing. But when you erase things like that, then people, you know, forget and they will make the same mistakes again. Hmm. And that's why I think it's important to not erase history like that. Yeah. That's a great thing. Is it easy for you, um, because writing a book is, is not easy, right? Uh, talking about a book, promoting a book is not easy. We all know that. But having these tough conversations is also not easy, Tracy, because it makes some people uncomfortable. Um, it yeah. makes some people, even though the book is fiction, it makes some people very defensive um, has that been easy for you to, one, to be talking about this book that you spent so much time with, but also the real issues that it addresses? It's not been easy on Facebook. When I put out um, um, a post that addresses the book, a lot of people will take it personally, and I have to remind them it's fiction. They try yeah. to compare. Well, when it first came out, they were thinking that it was based on Trump. And people were having a debate on my Facebook page about the book and what I wrote, calling people names. Uh, it's, it's, 
it's like I'm watching the book rewrite itself right there yeah. on Facebook. Right. It, it's very, very hard to to listen to people's debates and like, as Rodney King said, can we just get along? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's such an important thing, right? And, and I think that is the thing for all of us. The, it's not easy to talk about sometimes. But I will say this, Tracy, from the first time I read K3, I thought, you know what? This this gives us a tool we can use. Um, yeah. and, and what I mean by that is sometimes fiction makes the truth a little easier to talk about. So if we yeah. do just say talk about these characters, and what they went through, and what they struggled with, then we could maybe step out of it and say, you know what, we definitely don't want to be like this. Or, I wish we had more people like this around us. You know, And I think that's what makes it better for sure. So what, what's next for you? As we're beginning a brand new year, uh, what, what are your plans for K3? Uh, well, I keep trying to get it into a movie. People tell me mm-hmm. it's going to make a great movie or a great miniseries. I... I keep putting out feelers to different producers and, and, and whatnot, but uh, it's hard to find grabbers. I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to keep doing our part, Tracy. It, it is a powerful story, and I think if people take the time to read it, um, I think that would definitely give them something to really, I think, to think about because it is a book that is powerful. It's entertaining in parts. But it is definitely something I think so many people can relate to and enjoy uh, as a novel, but also the great messages in it as well. So I definitely encourage your audience, go ahead, get your copy. As I mentioned, you can get it on Amazon, both in paperback as well as a Kindle edition. Again, the book is K3. The author is Tracy O'Neill Horton. She's joining us again today. Tracy, looking forward to helping you continue to spread the word. But let me ask you, how can our audience stay connected with you? They can find me on Facebook, on Instagram once in a while. I'll do some Twitter. Um, They can text if they want a book, and I will send them an autographed copy. Uh, So that's how they can get a hold of me. All right. Well, congratulations again to you. So glad we had a chance to chat again and looking forward to our next conversation together, Tracy. Oh, thank you so much, Cyrus. You take care, hon. You as well. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Now let's go make today amazing. Take care.